What do we What do we got on, fellas? Ooh, yeah. Oh no! Both oh. Are <laughs> Since I'm so committed to the podcast, I thought I'd go with the uh, shirt I would be wearing anyway if I was at the game. So the commitment from this man yeah. is unbelievable. Lions media polo. Yes. <laughs> Nick is missing the uh, Brisbane Lions game tonight to record the podcast, although we told him not to. And the biggest game of the year for the Lions too. I think biggest crowd, biggest numbers. The hopefully the best home. result. Yeah. Yeah. Very classic sports Brisbane Lions media polo. Rowan Chevron on a navy base. Fully sublimated? No, embroidered logos. Yeah, okay. Embroidered logos and the design sub. The designer sub. It's interesting, the the smaller the sizes get, you lose the chevron on the sleeve because they don't resize the design. They just cut it out of the fabric. Does it line up on those sizes? Yeah, it lines up pretty well. Um, So it goes all the way up across the chest and over and then on yeah. the like smaller lady sizes the sleeve is just fully maroon because it's smaller yeah fair enough not a huge fan of uh, sublimated media polos yeah Personal. I prefer the uh, dyed fabric yeah nicer feel and yeah, I am wearing West Coast Eagles IC uh, Clash Guernsey from probably 2017 I don't know a tie do you recommend? Oh, whoa. <laughs> you can't be saying that publicly around here. What did he say? <laughs> Just labeling everyone that looks the same. Wow. Uh, uh, AFL jerseys all do. You rate the ISC um, Guernseys? Oh, the quality is pretty shit ass, to be honest. Puma okay. ones, I've got a heap of Puma ones, which are a lot nicer. Um, certainly won't be buying any Castor ones. Oh, if you can't even get your hands on one, mate. No, you can't won't, actually. Won't be buying them because they're not available. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And not only yeah. that, guys, but we—I just had my coffee hand delivered, and the person yes. who delivered it's got a little Tim Tam on the edge. What of a the treat! Pool, so that's nice. And I just asked and, him if he wanted to be our producer. So, <laughs> <laughs> and the, a nice little shout out there to the mug having the um, Hyrulean shield. On the front there? Correct, yep. I've got some pretty nerdy coffee mugs. For those that blend across from Jersey nerd into pop culture nerd? Wouldn't be many, would there? (laughs) I'd say there might actually be a few, to be honest. (laughs) Both of you. Just while you're wearing that jersey too, what are your thoughts on the the Oka flying bird, flying eagle jersey, Guernsey, sorry, kit? Well, that's that is the uh, the ultimate when you think of ugly '90s designs. I actually think it was early 2000s, but that sort of sublimation crazy era. Um, that I'll, I just want to see that design brought back. If I ever and I actually had a job offer at IC at one point in my life. If I ever was working on the Eagles, that would be my freaking mission to to get that back, even as a training Guernsey. So Push. ugly, it's brilliant push to modernize it or take it ironically as it is oh i'd love to get it as is but if we had to compromise i'd be happy with that as well i've seen Uh, a few on the forums of uh artists that have modernized it and kind of neatened it up and cleaned it up not 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 bad concepts out there to be honest and that, that was a terrible era for the footy club as well 
in terms of results. So, yeah. Mm. And you also had the tricolor panels around that same time too, right? Yeah, which weren't great. Um, they were never part of our identity, West Coast of the Wings. So, mm. made that mm. design their own. So, um, happy to where we at currently, apart from Castor butchering a few things. Yeah. Just just to make more friends in the industry, we'll shit on Castor. <laughs> we'll get them. I don't even know if there are any people in Australia, so no, who knows? it doesn't look like it. Alrighty, we won't talk um, about what you're wearing, Mason. Well, yeah, for those- your commitment though this week, you're gonna have <laughs> got a good biggest, You're gonna have the world's biggest bicep after this episode. <laughs> yes, holding holding my mic. <laughs> yes, I'm on the road this week, so I am wearing a plain green shirt. Nice. All right, let's. Um, I like green that was yes. a pineapple Tim Tam, by the way. That's horrendous. Oh, <laughs> not that I should be eating whilst recording a podcast, but that is the worst thing I've ever put in my mouth, and I've put some shocking things in my mouth. <laughs> Secretly uh, planned in there. Mm. There's going to be a, a, an argument in a few minutes when I head back upstairs. A few minutes, mate. We've got a long episode to yeah, go. Let's get let's get kicking on. Let's get into it. Uh, we're two minutes in and six all, guys. Oof. What, Keep us up, in? mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Hello and welcome to the Field of Design podcast for your news, stories and nonsense from the sports apparel and sports creative industry. My name is Mason and with me on this 007 episode is the man who drives, only drives, Aston Martins with turrets in the headlight frames, Nick Bassett. Whoa, when did I get one of them? And the man who loves martinis, shaken, <laughs> not stirred, Kit Lushev. I'm actually a margarita guy, thank you, but... um. I'm guessing this is because it's episode number 007. That's Very it. Clever. Very yeah. clever. See how many uh, puns you can drop in, James Bond theme puns throughout Never the seen. episode. Never seen a movie, but I spent hours, hundreds of hours playing the Nintendo 64 game, so that's the extent <laughs> of my knowledge. Right. <laughs> so, none at all? No, nah, no. Nah. Oh, mate, do yourself a favour. Go, go through the uh, Go through the Daniel Craig ones. No interest. Uh, at least. Uh, I'm doing a uh, Tarantino marathon at the moment, which enjoyable. Yes, yes. Some good ones, some bad ones too. Yep. Where are you up um, to? Uh, not doing it in order, but I've got a controversial opinion. Pulp Fiction, a hor- horrible movie. Uh, it's the second worst Tarantino movie. It's, um, the only one the that's worse is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That is a shocker. Yeah, I thought you might say that. I think it's my not- father-in-law would have a few words to say to you about Pulp Fiction. Well, he's not going to like this either because my favourite is The Hateful Eight and I think everyone hates that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I don't uh, go for Django or Inglorious Bastards on that. That's the two. That, yeah, yeah, they're the two. The Django. Yeah, that's my favourite. Absolutely. Anything with anyway. Christoph Waltz in a day. What a guy. What is this? Yep. A pop culture 
podcast? No, let's get back on track. Come on, we've got so much to talk about. Okay, so starting the news off, the Commonwealth Games are coming back uh, to Australia, this time in Victoria. Um, we'll be keeping a close eye on all of the developments from the branding and marketing uh, point of view, as well as my favourite thing, looking at the pictograms when they eventually come through. Um, but as I called it, I think, a few weeks ago, uh, just as Queensland was getting its uh, limelight for a while, Victoria once again has to come in and pull the rug under us and um, take a bit of that that gloss. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. So many drops this week as far as um, Nick, jerseys go. Oh, yeah, just to add to the Com Games, um, the Women's Rugby World Cup looking like they're going for it for 2029 as well. So they'll have the men's in 2027. Uh, Australia, and then the women's possibly in 2029 as well. So, so much ten, activity in 10 years the... of events for Australia. Yeah, leading up What's to the... What's a pictogram? The, uh, a pictogram is a uh, icon for sport. So, I think there's a, there is a, if you break it down, picto means one thing and um, gram means another. So, it's pictogram is an icon that sends information in a short, period of time it's the little image that uh they put next to all the events to tell you what's happening oh swimming's on today so there's a dude with his arm over his head and, oh, and that's what you're looking forward to mason <laughs> oh i love them I, uh, yeah i absolutely love them i'm still gonna yeah. send you those birmingham ones eh they, they're, they're quite cool there's a um who was it the rio there's a great video that um when the rio olympics were announced and released and into the lead up to that, a great video around the development of not only the logo, but also the pictograms and how it all tied back in. Uh, I will add that to the show notes. Um, but yeah, I, I love all that stuff, all of the, how they tie everything in back together uh, into the branding. Um, yeah. One of those things that when you're a little kid that just dragged me into sports branding and sports marketing I always love the, the, obviously, the logos, which I'm sure we all do, and the mascots. Speaking of which, have you guys seen the mascot for the Qatar uh, World Cup? Cup? No, yeah. send, send yeah, that yeah. through. Uh, Nick, how would you explain it? It's the, oh, I don't know how to. It's the Arabic headdress, right? Yeah, yeah. The kind of looks like Casper the Ghost. It's quite cool, though. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll drop it into chat, but probably need to move on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a rumor. I don't know if this is real or not, but there was a rumor going around that the Brisbane mascot being considered is a bin chicken, aka an ibis, <laughs> which I just found like is uh, is this right? Am I reading the uh, Batuta Advocate or is this a legit <laughs> article? But anyway, that, that or the brown snake? <laughs> yeah, the brown snake. <laughs> um, I'll just have a look at this quick link here for the uh, mascot. Oh, yeah. Okay, that is weird. That is unusual. It's very ghostly. Uh, very cartoony, yes. Uh, it's kind of cool in a way. Like, I yeah. like I like the, yeah, it's kind of neat, actually. <laughs> I don't mind it now that I'm looking at it. <laughs> uh, yeah, a blank. A it's it's nearly like a headdress merged into a sheet that's... Um, animated, yeah. Yeah, an, yeah animated kid style. Yeah. No doubt that'll be on our Instagram for people to check out. Yeah. Okay, so shifting on now in the news, lots of drops this week as far as the major leagues in Australia go for jerseys and guernseys. So we'll start with our AFL teams, Richmond Tigers, Anzac Guernsey. 
Uh, we will obviously link all of our um, images and references in the show notes for those that uh, want visuals while they're listening to us today. So, Richmond Tigers, this is from Richmond FC. The wattle flowers will compromise Richmond's famous yellow sash to pay tribute to those that have served their country for the club's Anzac Day Eve clash against Melbourne at the MCG. Wattle has deep connection with Australian Defence Force, its powerful symbolism prominent through Australian war efforts. During times of conflict, it became a tradition that wattle, as Australia's floral emblem, was pressed into letters and posted to travelling soldiers to remind them of home. Many soldiers wore their wattle in their hats and people also sold the wattle flowers back uh, sold the wattle flowers back home to raise money during the war. Fallen diggers were often buried with a spring of wattle as a final mark of their sacrifice of of the country or for the country, sorry. Um, the link there that we'll we'll add to the show notes is a Richmond um, from the Richmond website is a video. And I actually found it really quite touching actually. Um, so I highly recommend that everyone go and check that out. Yeah, I was just going to say that the release was um, really emotive, right? Really, you know, I thought it was great. <clears throat> I think the, the Guernsey in particular is awesome. Like it's obviously not too out there. And I don't know if you guys agree, but this is one of the rare moments and it ha- probably happens a couple of times a year that I kick myself and I go, damn, why didn't I think of that? Like it's so classy, it's so simple. <clears throat> and the best thing about it is I've learned a bit about the you know the significance of the wattle, which I didn't know. Um, so many aspects, and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, so many aspects of Anzac Day have been done to death. To see a new, fresh approach and the way they've nailed it um, ticks every box for me and I don't think you quite got onto it with your little spiel then, Mason, but uh, it also has First Nations significance as well, which, you know, in every way I think it's awesome. Really love it. Yeah, I kind of agree more with everything that you just said there. Um, yep, yeah, in, in this in the spiel there uh for more than sixty five thousand years australia's first first peoples have traditionally utilized the wood pollen and sap from the wattle trees for food medicine weapons tools and ceremonial decoration among other things um the puma design jumper also includes a poem the ode of the fallen on the front of the guernsey and a list of richmond players and officials that died at war on the reverse yeah it's a really touching jersey and the video itself was really touching too um as you said i 100 percent agree with you uh, via yeah, our tech. friends. Sorry, Nick. Uh, no, just saying fully agree. Big tech. Um, something, yeah, different. We haven't seen that Waddle used much before with Anzac stuff, so real good. Mm-hmm. Uh, via our friends at Aussie Jersey Watch, their Instagram, uh, leaked in Melbourne Demons, Anzac Guernsey. Um, I think, Kit, as you were saying just before, we're, we're starting to see this quite a bit now. Anywhere where there's red where the poppy's being utilised, um, so nothing too fantastic there. Uh, shifting over now to the NRL, Cronulla Sharks, Anzac jersey. So the, the players will wear a commemorative jersey featuring images front and back provided by Sutherland Shire photographer John uh, Vieg, taken at the local dawn service at Cronulla Beach on the 100-year anniversary of the Battle of Gallipoli. Key elements of the jersey also include a traditional poppy and spring of rosemary prominent above the Sharks Club logo. Camouflage pattern is in the Sharks blue collar with traditional camo print trim on the collar, sleeves, uh, sleeve cuff and bottom of the jersey. The cross image on the front of the jersey is emblazoned with the eternal Anzac phrase, less we forget. 
Uh, yeah, obviously, full disclaimers. Um, this is one that I designed. Um, you know, this, it's mostly positive feedback online. I know there's the biggest criticism, which you guys will agree, is probably the, the camo overload. Uh, you won't be shocked to know that that wasn't there in my initial concepts, but, you know, as these things end up going, I don't, what, what I, I don't mind there? it. What was that, sorry? What happened there? That would be the one thing, yeah, I would have questioned. So, yeah, was that a, a team telling you what to do thing or? Yeah, correct. You sort of, yeah. you know, you present a simple classy design and then once the, the clubs had their input, it merges a little bit different. It didn't change too much, mostly because it was uh, designed fairly late in the piece. But, um, yeah, I can certainly see the criticism of, of too much camo, but... It sold out super fast like the Heritage one did. So um, Sharks fans has, haven't actually had a Transac jersey ever or in a while. I think they've had the Kokoda jerseys, which they um, they did for a few years. Um, interesting little tidbit that I can add is um, my first year at Dynasty, I was tasked with designing a Kokoda jersey. And I was like, okay, they've done a fair few of these. What can I do to make it different? And I think I spent a day and a half just working on this jersey and it was awesome. Like um, I thought it would have looked really cool. And then along come COVID, so that, that uh, got left on the cutting room floor. Um, so we'll never see that one. Mm. Are you able to disclose uh, how much camo there was at the start of your design? Did you have the trimmings and the collar there and the green was added or was there no camo at all? Uh, I had to remind myself today, I looked back through the designs. Um, I think a couple of my designs had the tonal camo. Um, initially, I didn't have any of the, the full color camo. Um, so that was, yeah, added afterwards. I think I gave a few options. My biggest gripe, I don't mind it on the cuffs and collars. I don't, don't love it coming up through the body. Mm-hmm. Just another yeah, example of when... Um, the black and it looks great, eh? Uh, yeah. The silhouette looks looks real nice, classy. Another example of compromising. <laughs> just uh, just before we move on, I know it's not in the show notes, but uh, we spoke a fair bit about Parramatta's Anzac jersey last week. I think mm. since then they released the infographic going into detail, a little bit about where the, the, the design came from. Did you guys happen to catch that? I haven't seen no, I that one, that. no. Yeah, I so didn't want to bit... put my eyes back onto it. <laughs> Yeah, I think they read the room because it's a fairly sort of soft launch. But um, and yeah, this doesn't sit greatly with me. But and this is to sort of paraphrase what they wrote: the jersey is designed with a camouflage based on the unique unique shapes formed on the trunks of the spotted gum trees that can be seen on the way into Combat Stadium. So um, they're trying to say that that camouflage, which we all dislike, is inspired by gum tree designs, which. Kind of smells of me of, you know, a way to try and dress it up and, you know, give an explanation after the fact. So it's not just the Parramatta gold and blue colours? I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I've spent most of my life in Australia, unless I've been on holidays. I don't think I've ever seen any blue bark on a gum tree. <laughs> I guess I could be wrong. to the shapes. <laughs> So do it all the same tone for a start. Keep it tonal. Uh, and I don't think there's poppies just growing out of the trunks <laughs> of gums either. 
Yeah. Good point. I'm sticking to my prediction last week that this will make mainstream once they wear it out on the field. I've already had a few people reach out to me that I haven't heard from in ages uh, declaring this, you know, top three bad NRL jerseys of all time. So put it in for our awards at the end of the year. Oh, how exciting. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's move on from that monstrosity. Uh, Two teams will clash, Sydney Roosters and New Zealand Warriors, or is it Vodafone Warriors? I'm not too sure anymore. Uh, Both sides were paying homage to their 2002 um, season as they donned replica jerseys. So this is from the Roosters. Um, who wore their winning in their winning grand final, um, which is the famous all-white kit, which will include jersey, shorts, and socks. The New Zealand Warriors will also be wearing their uh, 2002 um, heritage jersey, um, which uh, pays ode to their minor premiership. The jersey um, features contemporary interpretation of the 2002 playing strip. This design is an exact replica of the jersey worn by the players. Uh, that's for their merch. So interesting to see that the Roosters oh, cool. will have a collar on theirs, um, whereas surprisingly the Warriors will not kit. I was just going to say the collar is back. So we've had the Roosters, we've had the Broncos, um, and I could tell you guys that the collar is making ripples amongst the other clubs. So hopefully this is the start <laughs> of a, a trend that Heritage jerseys will release the collar. Uh, return uh, see return of the collar as i mentioned last week it's the football departments who have the biggest uh issue with it um but yeah rooster's jersey looks looks awesome i reckon it's a shame that castor don't have any in stock uh nick yeah it's actually um coming back next season in football as well um the leagues for man united and real madrid and arsenal all have collars so looks like it's making a comeback that warriors jersey um <clears throat> did you say you can buy basically the player issue version. According to the website, this design is the exact replica of the jersey worn by the players for this commemorative Ooh. game. Yeah, all right. Read into that what you will. I'm glad that collars are coming back in vogue. I definitely get from a high performance point of view, but if you're going to do a heritage jersey, you've got to do it right. Otherwise, just don't do it at all. Ooh. Guys, did you see the release for the Warriors jersey? On socials, uh, they did a video. Yeah, the video, yes, had like a PlayStation uh, intro and some <laughs> yeah, retro yeah, yeah. sort of graphics. That was awesome. That that sometimes can be the difference between a great, you know, a great launch, great jersey, and something that sort of flies under the radar. I reckon. Um, mm. Nick, you made a good point uh, offline, which I, I quite enjoyed your take. Uh, that this heritage jersey being. Uh, newer than what the Warriors actually running out in for their home yeah. jersey, right? <laughs> yeah, their yeah, home jersey well, is, older, cool is an older design than this. So. Yeah, that's <laughs> quite good. Now, guys, call me old man yelling at clouds, but... Um, old man I, yelling at clouds over here. Yeah, there he is. That's me. I, I think it's weird, and I know it's not in our design realm, but that the Warriors are, you know, wearing this. I think they should wear it. They won the minor premiership, whatnot. I don't know why they've agreed to take part in the Roosters, you know, little <laughs> charade. They're playing the bridesmaids again. They were thrashed in the in the grand final, thirty to eight. Um, obviously, the game will look good seeing that matchup, but sort of strange decision. I thought they should have probably, you know, given it its own game and you know not played part in this whole little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know from an NRL point of view. Do they? 
kind of plan these matchups ahead? Like this is Heritage Round coming in. Who are the other teams playing? You know, has it been all orchestrated that way? No, the clubs will have um, – they can choose when they want to – like Broncos did theirs a couple of weeks ago. So it sort of feels like the the Warriors have probably been talked into it by the Roosters. And uh, most clubs try and bury grand final defeats. You don't have a mention of it at all. And uh, it was actually mentioned in the Warriors release, so I found that to be bizarre. I guess yeah. they don't have a grand final win, so that's the best they've got. We'll just celebrate the minor premiership on its own, just – Yep. Try and forget about that thrashing against the Roosters. Yeah, it was actually my ra- first ever game of league. That uh, the one versus eight versus Raiders. First ever game I went to. Mm-hmm. I was a seven year old at Mount Smart. So <laughs> <laughs> the memories. Uh, yeah, I I think I'm going to raise this a little bit in our episode topic today. But the um, the tier of teams in the AFL and the NRL for that matter and who are the big brothers and little brothers that kind of get pushed around a little bit I think you know I'm going to mention North Melbourne Football Club a little bit later and St Kilda as well and nearly around some teams just never make it and stay at the top of the ladder and they seem to just get this little brother mentality where they do succumb to peer pressure and uh, kind of go along with the ride for their moment to shine. Uh, And I nearly feel like this is one of those instances where maybe the Warriors have been paid out, um, you know, pushed into doing this or just trying to get their opportunity in the limelight, whether it be off the back of the Roosters. You're dead right. And I'll tell you one thing, if the shoe was was on the other foot, there's no way the Roosters would be, you know, playing along to this. That's what it is. It's a charade. It's basically... Mm. The Roosters puffing their chest out and going, we flogged you however many years ago it was. Let's uh, let's dress up and do it again. Probably yeah, be a similar yeah. score, actually. I might put money on it. Join us <laughs> in the celebrations there of when know. we absolutely <laughs> annihilated you. Yeah, <laughs> but you're, you're right about the you know the small smaller smaller teams almost getting bullied into you know playing along. Didn't mm-hmm. the Roosters beat the Warriors that year like forty-four to nil or something just before the finals as well? I'm sure that was their last defeat, last defeat in ages that season. The Warriors went on a real good run, but I'm sure it was the Roosters who flogged them 40 to four or 44 to nil or something. You're the historian here. I'll look that up for you guys. Next topic. <laughs> All right, uh, Can- <laughs> Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs have uh, dropped their Anzac jersey as well. This one's a little bit more subtle. Um, featuring the poppy on the front there, and I think a bit of camo, um, single tone. Oh, sorry, toned camo in there, blue. Yeah, just uh, um, interesting. And I picked up on this is that it's a direct inverse of the design I did in 2019. So um, someone's run it, run out of ideas at Classic at, for the Bulldogs, <laughs> but it's a nice, classy design at least. Finding oh, yeah. the place. There you go. Sandra Sully with the late news. What have you got there for us, Nick? Round 24, 44 to nil. They lost to the Roosters at Sydney Football Stadium. Gosh, Bang on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, okay, sticking with the NRL here, jumping away from An- Anzac round for a second or Heritage round. So Sea Eagles alternate jersey. 
Uh, Seagulls have today unveiled a bold new alternate jersey, which will be worn for next Thursday night's Anzac Round Clash against the Cronulla Sharks at Point Bet Stadium and for NRL Magic Round at Suncorp Stadium against the Brisbane Broncos. The predominantly black base of the design provides major partner PointsBet with the opportunity to feature their full color branding across the main front and lower back of these alternate jerseys for the two upcoming matches, something that PointsBet gave up on this year's home and away jersey where they adopted the traditional maroon and white colors of the club, allowing for the color sponsor logos on the main home and away jerseys. Um, Maroon shorts and socks will be worn. Kit. Um, yeah, I, I can give some insight into this. Obviously, this was pretty late, released pretty late today, so it's fresh in everyone's mind. But uh, I worked on this, um, can completely understand uh, any criticism that may be online about it because um, perhaps I tend to agree with it. But a couple of things I will point out is that, um, you know, at least it ties in with the rest of the range from this year. I mean, Black's featured heavy through all the off-field off and training stuff, so there's that. Um, and I think the biggest point, and it's mentioned in the article, but they're unashamedly saying this is a jersey for points bet, basically, which I I was surprised that they took that that route. I knew that that was the case. I didn't think they'd be open about it. But if and what they've said in the article is true. Manly's tonal logos on their jerseys this year has been fantastic, and that's a huge, you know, a huge effort from the club and all sponsors involved. Um, the same as the training gear. If the payment for that has to be this one bizarre jersey that's worn twice this year, then I'd imagine it's probably um, it's probably worth it. Um, we had a couple of other initial designs which were sort of dulled down a little bit. Um, but interesting thing is that it will be worn at PointsBet Stadium against the Sharks who are also sponsored by PointsBet. So there you go, Nick. Yeah, just looking at the marketing shots, obviously we've talked sort of off live podcasts about the, the sort of heart rate tunnel you put in. Is that what I can mm. see in the heart rate monitor tunnel I can see in the, the marketing shots? Yeah, I don't think we've <clears throat> spoken about that online, but no. yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. The, uh, the inbuilt heart rate device, tunnels, whatever yeah, you want to call it. That's only in Manly's jersey, isn't it? Correct. Yep. Yeah. So that and was a that was why, a fun task. You look like I... you're doing a bit of Gil Gunderson here. Is there something that you want to be talking about, Kit? <laughs> should I should I not be questioning this? <laughs> no, that's fine. I just hope we're not giving ideas to the rest of the clubs yeah, that want to do yeah. it because it was a bit of a nightmare. <laughs> um, and why why is Manly the only team to have the sort of different pattern to all the other dynasty teams? In terms of the setting sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. Are you a fan of set-in sleeves, Nick? I do like them. You know, you just talked about um, heritage jerseys doing it properly. So, you know, if you're going to say a uh, color. <laughs> <laughs> there was no real reason uh, apart yeah. from they preferred it. Um, I think we give our teams both options, yeah. the high raglan or the, or the set-in sleeves. So they just landed that way and, yeah, yeah, no cool story about it, unfortunately. Just noticed it the past couple of seasons, so. Well noticed. Thought I'd wonder. Before we move on, may I ask with the tonal logos, uh, where was the push coming from for that? Was that you specifically? Was that from Manly? Was that from Dynasty? The monotone sponsor logos? Yes. Yeah, I wish it was coming from us. We'd 
obviously prefer that myself personally from our you know designer point of view and we think it probably sells better but that was a, a complete uh, you know not speaking out of turn that was an initiative by the club and a mammoth effort to be honest because you know not a lot of clubs would be able to get that over the line and to get you know, six sponsors or something to all agree and all it takes is one to, to push back and the rest go, well, I'm not doing it if URM aren't doing it or blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, completely the club. And like I said, if the payment for that uh, is this weird jersey, then it's probably worth it, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't, shouldn't say weird jersey, but um, uh, quirky, little bit different jersey. Yeah, when 90% of your season is... That nice design, it's it's small price to pay, I guess. Well, I think it's so on topic for this episode too, as we dive deeper, you know, after the news, as we finally get through <laughs> the news, is I think we're going to find there's probably a fair few more that are worse off than what this jersey is. Yeah. By the way, this must be a strong coffee because I feel like I haven't shut up this episode, so I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's, it's fine, mate. It's good. It's good to hear me not talking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, jumping on now uh, to the ACT Brumbies in the Super Rugby. This is from the Brumbies Rugby Media, the Anzac jersey. The main feature on the front of the jersey is an image from Simpson and his donkey, a classic World War I Anzac story. 22-year-old John Simpson Kirkpatrick was in Anzac Cove on the 25th of April 1915. Famously, he used a donkey to carry soldiers down from the front line, often risking his own life the bra- and the donkeys. The bravery of the man with the donkey became a symbol of Australian courage and tenacity on Gallipoli. Uh, underneath the club logo is some rosemary. Rosemary is an, rosemary is an ancient symbol of re- remembrance and has particular significance for Australians, as if can be found growing on the slopes of Gallipoli. On the back of the jersey are some poppies. The red poppy has become a symbol of remembrance the world over as well. The last detail on the jersey is the ode, which is written in the top orange uh, in the top orange line of the front of the jersey. Uh, heading over to your neck of the woods, Kit Perth Wildcats in the NBL Heritage Uniforms. So this is from Perth Wildcats Media, wildcats.com.au. The Perth Wildcats are winding the clock all the way back to its inaugural season for its 40th anniversary celebration game on Saturday night at RAC Arena. This year, the Perth Wildcats celebrate 40 years in the NBL, and on Saturday, the club finally gets the opportunity to recognise the extraordinary milestone. In 1982, the team was known as the West State Wildcats and donned the state colours of Western Australia, yellow and black. On Saturday night, the Wildcats will wear uh, specially designed uniforms inspired by those worn in the uh, by the inaugural players, the jersey is yellow with black trim, with the script word mark a replica of that used on the original uniform. It also retains the indigenous markings which feature on all Wildcat uniforms this season, but in the yellow and black colour scheme. The shorts are black with a yellow trim. The original Wildcats logo featuring prominently on the right leg. Coaches and team staff will also pay tribute to the original Wildcats team with yellow and black coaches polos. Shock horror, Megan. Uh, love this, right? Hi, Kit. Absolutely. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to the pod. Great to be here, etc. Uh, love this. Love this. Love this. I've, I can't remember if it was a recorded episode or not, but I've previously criticized the Wildcats for um, what I call faux-back designs where they're so blinded by their obsession with having everything red and the red army and, you know, all red that – they tend to sort of try and ignore the yellow roots. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, they've done heritage jerseys in the past of their inaugural jersey and repainted it red, which I don't agree with. So uh, the fact they've done this, they've nailed it right. I mean, technically, it's still a faux back. It's it's like they said in the article, it's got all the elements of this year's playing uh, playing jerseys. But yep. I feel I think it's still a win. Matching shorts look great, and matching team polos are awesome too. So uh, love it. I knew you would. Yeah, I'm good with you too. And uh, also the the original logo, as we mentioned on the shorts, great finishing touch. Yep. Uh, Nick, I'll fire over to you for these last two bit of news. Welcome, Nick. How are we going? <clears throat> I'll get back in. Um, yeah, so I just noticed on um, our mates at Footy Headlines that Maradona's um, shirt that he wore in the Hand of God game was up for sale and people are expecting it to go for about £4 million, so making it the uh, world's most expensive shirt. Yeah, I was considering putting down for it, but I might give it a miss. Jump in the auction. Um, pa- Palais, Palais shirt from two thousand and well, from nineteen seventy that was sold in two thousand two was only one hundred and fifty thousand pounds. So you're looking at Maradona beating Palais there, um, his old rival. So there we go. Uh, and then another piece of news. Sort of saw this jersey and thought it was a bit interesting. Um, Armenia Bielefeld. Uh, have released a sort of jersey that um, spreads the message of uh, protecting the forest and their nearby um, forest in Bielefeld. Uh, I won't try and name it, but yeah, um, that forest is sort of suffering from the effects <laughs> of what we're calling climate change. So, Can uh, you try and name it for us, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tutaberger Vold. <laughs> oh, there you go. I've butchered so many names on this podcast already. <laughs> I, I, I can assure you I got the team name right, at least. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, they've got that, that knight in there, which is... Um, uh, and then the slogan, sort of, Nyman Erebert and Tutaberger Vold, I guess. I, I don't know. No one yeah. conquers the, the forest, so um, the knight in there protecting the forest, which is kind of cool. Uh, and then it's got, yeah, your tonal sort of forest fade on the white with the gunmetal sleeves, I guess you'd say. I think it's sort of quite classy. So thought I'd bring that one up. Good on you. Uh, and I'll, we'll just touch on it this week and probably come back to it uh, when we've got a bit more time for next week's episode. But uh, Wilson Sports Branding is entering. Uh, sorry, Wilson Sports is uh, had a rebrand or refresh and uh, entering the athleisure wear market. So uh, it's a deep dive that I want to go into and we might just come back to that next week. Let's now swing over to our episode topic, which is sponsor integrations. So we uh, we had a quick chat about this towards the end of last week's episode and decided that the time was finally right to deep dive into the application of sponsors on jerseys and guernseys and kits and even perhaps not necessarily on the apparel itself, but tying into uh, bigger branding. Nick, we might start off with you this week, mate. Um, where would you like to begin with this deep dive? Yeah, well, I obviously, being a Kiwi, I know most jerseys from, well, that's where sort of my history comes from. Um, and I know there's a lot of criticism in Australia as well about any 
NIB logo on any team's jersey. So, yeah, the Knights, uh, the Blues, Super Rugby team back in, in Auckland, back home, um, and Tigers have it as well, and they never drop their green. So that's always an issue with a lot of fans. Um, and I sort of think sometimes, you know, you you pay the money and you want to have your brand identity out there is your brand identity wanting to piss fans off? <laughs> like, doesn't it just make you angry at the brand that they're ruining your jersey rather rather there's than a, make you want to use that brand? There's a fine line, though, between yeah. exposure, right, and sometimes publicity, bad publicity is better than no publicity. Yeah, that's fair. One uh, thing I, I will c- say is in regard to that, and I've often thought the same, but do you guys remember the TFH logo, which featured on the, the Titans sleeves, I think, for a while and a couple of other? Mm, yes. Uh, apparently, they used to absolutely dominate all of the, um, I'm not sure what you call it, but brand recognition, you know, surveys or, or yep. metrics above any other brand. And as you can can remember, they're, you know, bright, bright gold and bright red. So, um yeah, a and funny story which I heard about those guys is that they went about designing their logo and they thought, well, rather than pay someone to do it, let's look at the most famous brands in the world. They've driven past a McDonald's, seen the bright red and gold and gone, all right, that's us. That's the logo we're using. So Here we go. But there's a, there's a science there to that, right? Like, yes, they may have not gone down the path that, you know, you would traditionally need to go. You know, I would expect that all three of us here would know and a lot of our listeners would know that, you know, they're just, they're recognizing the science or the outcome of the science without knowing the science themselves. Most most people who've done design know that red and yellow are two of the most popular colors for, uh, you know, grabbing someone's attention, fast paced, you know, um, raising emotions, raising heart rate. And so, you know, my, my point in being that, They've just recognized that that's a popular brand or brand color. They're getting the reaction that they want from that brand for their own brand. So just pull it across. So what you're saying is the field of design color scheme should have been red and gold. No, no, (laughs) I'm not saying that at all. Um, (laughs) Look at, look at what a lot of uh, the sports are doing. Uh, Look at what the NRL are doing. I think they're going with a, you know, lime, bright lime green. Um, I think that we are looking for a different emotions than what TFH. <laughs> so what you're saying McDonald's is we just copied for. the uh, the NRL in the Premier League then? No, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think like you know, pulling behind the curtains. I think we all unanimously agreed on these colours. Well. Before the logo you know, was even in, in, a thing. independently before we actually put it together. I think we were yeah. all on board and knew exactly what we wanted. So <laughs> <laughs> there's a science there. I can't tell you how that how, how I am linking it, but um yes. Yeah, I was just saying I just sent you guys one in Discord. Um I mentioned last week the blues sponsorship with Ford. Obviously that fits in perfectly with the blue background, white text on the on the blue jersey. But this jersey from 2003, just look at the way that de- the design of the actual jersey wraps around it as well. Um, so that 
fit in perfectly with the Ford logo in that jersey design. That's superb, and no doubt that'll be on our Instagram for everyone to check out. <laughs> the king there. Just lay At Field off. of Design the Podcast. <laughs> the Blues' um, last proper premiership. Yeah, you can. This is a perfect example, right, of when you know what you're working with well in advance yeah. and are able to apply that to, you know, a one, two, three season concept, which I think is great. What else you got for us, yeah, mate? Yeah, another few from sticking with Super Rugby. Um, I think the the Chiefs and the Hurricanes do quite well at the moment as well. Uh, so I'll send you both a couple of them through. Um, the Hurricanes. Obviously, yellow and black, and their sponsors at the moment are National Storage. Um, so there's an image for you guys. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect. That's great. Uh, and then the Chiefs, I think, actually do it the best out of all the New Zealand teams at the moment. So I'll send you about four or five, and every single one, the sponsor fits in absolutely perfectly. That's a great jersey. Yep. So just nice. to explain what you're posting up here as well, mate. Yeah, so the last oh, probably three or four Chiefs rugby jerseys, um, they're all black, red, and yellow, standard colors that they use with different Maori patterns on them. Uh, and their sponsor's Gallagher, which is an orange. So in the middle of those uh, yellow and red tones that we were just mentioning. Um, and yeah, I've sent through their last four home jerseys, basically. And every single one. Not only the Gallagher logo fits in nicely color-wise, but they've also designed the artwork around the logo on nearly all of them. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the Chiefs, I think, done it really well. Here's a uh, away jersey just for comparison too, uh, and Gallagher's gone black for them to mix in with the the artwork there too. So, again, fitting in perfectly. Yeah, again, as you say, like they've designed the logo around the sponsors, which, or the the main sponsor here, which you never, you know, it's not the purpose of the design, but your eyes are just more pleasantly attracted to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Gallagher's definitely not the purpose of the jersey, but the designs fit in so nicely. And just look at that, that most, the the recent one I sent you, the away jersey. Look at the pink Adidas logo. That doesn't fit Mm -hmm. at all. So there's one that you could say, is not a good integration. And why would they have gone pink with that Adidas logo? I think like the power's got the power shell, which is that sort of color through the design. I think that's got tones of, you know, pink in it. So they've just picked a tone out of the shell and gone with it. Pulled it from there. Yeah. What an impressive design though as well. Like I can't quite see if it's, you know, hand drawn or, you know, digitally hand drawn. Um, but those yeah. Kiwi designs, like I know, Warriors um, did one very similar as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know we've got a um a message via Instagram commenting on it, which we'll touch on later around the the Warriors stuff. But just hats off, got to go to the to those designs. They're just so impressive. Yeah, uh, the, the Chiefs have have done well for a long time. Um, and then I guess a few. Maybe not bad ones, but ones that I, I find hard to look at because of the shape of the um, sponsor's logo is the three logo on Chelsea's jersey. Oh, here we go. Any any sort of jersey where the sponsor's logo is taller than it is wider sort of throws me off. Um, 
and then any sponsor that's on the back of the shorts, not on a leg, why would you want to be on the butt of someone? What have you got to say about the three <laughs> sponsor there, Kit? Oh, well, I hate three because of uh, them jumping off of us the last couple of months, but uh, I know Nick's a massive man, United fan, and they haven't exactly had great sponsors in the last few years. I was so, going to mention uh, Chevy. Yeah, let's <laughs> talk about that. They um, well, they got stick originally, didn't they? And the size of it was sort of the issue. But I was, as it went on, the logo I think became the right size, and the gold never bothered me because of the gold in the logo. So. Um, I actually didn't mind it if I'm no. being completely honest. I much prefer Chevy to what have they got on their shirt now? Team Is Viewer. It team it's a little viewer. bit lightweight, isn't it? The Team Viewer. It, it looks like a like a grassroots logo, to be honest. Yeah. It's certainly not fitting of Man United yeah. or what Man United should be if they were still a big club. And the oof. <laughs> the Chevy. Um, they they always change the text color as well for the different jerseys, but they never went black and like a monochrome icon. So um, that was maybe something they could have done. Uh, DB Bitter on the Warriors, obviously that jersey fit perfectly, the blue, green, and red. Uh, and I actually think the Vodafone fits quite well with some of the V's that they bring down into the circle of the Vodafone. So hold that thought because I'll speak on that a little bit later. Let's go. Um, well, let's segment across. Yeah, go let's, for it. Unless you had any more, Nick. Let's segment over to you, kid. If nah, there was something go. that you wanted to mention, yeah. So, um, <clears throat> very excited about this episode. Actually, not just the coffee, but uh, I actually did some preparation this week. So, uh, cool. obviously, we we touched on <laughs> and you were rewarded every- with that pineapple Tim Tam. Don't you every week? Yeah, half the pineapple Tim Tam sitting here. So, um, thanks for. <laughs> My waiter who brought me that, but uh, we spoke about Ned's last week on the Titans jersey as well as, um, you know, NIB logo across multiple teams. Um, another one which got shat on for years was the Bulldogs and the Big Red Key logo. And uh, yeah. I remember when I first went and met with the Bulldogs when I was at Classic when they signed them, we went there and, and unanimously everyone at the Bulldogs wanted to get Kia into a, a tonal logo monotone logo so we spent months and months and months doing up black and white versions white versions black versions blue and white versions um we did chrome versions as if it was the badge from the car and uh it got pretty far but it always ended up just getting uh donged on the head by Kia international so i remember as soon as i sign a team i'll join all the the groups on facebook and i remember seeing them just whinge and whinge and whinge and whinge. <laughs> so one time I replied and I was like, guys, um, I took the bait and I was like, guys, Kira are paying you a shitload of money. Just be happy that you've got a sponsor on the front, which for, you know, some time Bulldogs haven't always had. Bet I was that like, went um, down well. I was like, it's, <laughs> that, it's their branding. Of course they're going to want their big red logo on there. And you should have heard the vitriol I got. People were just on me. They sent me about 30 images of Kia on various you know, sports uh, shirts <laughs> in football, um, but the the tennis and it's all just their tonal logo, and uh, that was the last time I ever got into a bit of a feud with with the uh, the, the rusted on nuffies online. So, geez, I'm glad I don't go for the Bulldogs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, um, who do you go for? I always forget. So on the 
that must hurt now when you look at the Broncos, right? And you see the Broncos with a white Kia on the front of theirs? Or is it because the guidelines state that it's a, a dark red pony? No, nah, no. Nah, well, I did laugh at that. It doesn't hurt me because I, I didn't mind the big red logo in the end. But um, it's just an indication of how many sponsors are lining up to be on the Broncos jersey as opposed to the Bulldogs who you know, for periods of time can't find front of jersey sponsors. So it's it's really supply and demand, isn't it? Uh, it mm-hmm. probably comes down to contract as well. Broncos might, you know, have some sort of thing in the contract that says it has to be tonal or whatnot, whereas the Bulldogs sort of have to take what they get. Coming back to what we touched on earlier around the Big Brother club clubs versus the just surviving clubs, the Broncos brand is more powerful and they go, oh, yeah. Would you say the Dogs were one of those big brother teams or not anymore? I would, I would I would say they used to be. Yeah, I think so. In the sort of early 2000s. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I've got a, a list of some favorites. I won't really talk about any shockers because uh, they're all out there. We hear about them all the time, but... Nick, as you touched on the Warriors and Vodafone, I think they're probably my number one. Um, Spoken to people who used to work at Canterbury and whatnot, and apparently Vodafone are always incredibly cooperative in terms of how their logo integrates with the design. Um, I think there was an under-20s design, which I think they referred to as like the Terminator jersey or, or something like that. I'm not sure yeah, if you've seen that. Yeah, that's right. And it was sort of like the almost Iron Man circle, wasn't it, the Vodafone logo? Correct. I'll yeah. share that in Discord. That um, that that, that to me, <laughs> look at that. Yeah, signifies how perfectly the Warriors, uh, Warriors and Vodafone align. Um, no, one that, of the but as, eyes. One of the eyes on the on the bottom logo is red too. Yeah, on the yeah, yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, that yeah, came out perfect, I think when right? I was in university, and it was it was real cool looking at back then. As uh, as you touched on earlier, Nick, it just works so perfectly with all the V-orientated designs that the Warriors are, are typically in, right? Yeah, they sort um, of so feed the V into the bottom of the circle, don't they? Yes, correct, yeah. correct. Um, what it does, which I love too, a little bit off topic, but you know the supporters range, supporter ranges, which they do the replica jerseys, which you buy for like 40 bucks at Kmart. Yeah. They're not allowed to have any of the logos on them. So when you have a big logo that covers the design, they kind of have to make up what would be behind, behind them. Behind it, yes. And when you've got a, a, a logo that almost merges into your design, when you've got a, a cheap Kmart jersey that uh, doesn't have that, it totally changes the design. We're always feuding with, uh, I shouldn't probably say that, but we want to be selling our jerseys rather than the, the cheap ones that, you know, those guys can basically grab our designs and flog off. So, mm-hmm. um, yep, that's the Warriors Vodafone. That's almost number one for me. The next one is Geelong and Ford. Oh, you took one of mine. <laughs> you oh, bastard. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I want to go first if I'm honest, selfishly. <laughs> go ahead. Um Nick brought up Ford and the Blues. And was that Carlos Spencer, I think? It was. That's the king. That's why I said that. (laughs) Um, But Geelong and Ford, there's no perfect marriage in terms of AFL sponsors, right? It's not only how good it looks, the navy and the white of the the Ford logo and Geelong, but 
uh, like the colors fit perfectly. But also, I'm not sure if you guys know, but Ford had a factory in Geelong from about 1925, and I think it closed down probably in 2019. Mm, just a short um, time ago. So in terms of region specific, you know, it's perfect. Um, they even did a Guernsey in 2010, which celebrates 85 years of Ford being in Geelong, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. And I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but maybe a little bit more classier than another another brand jersey that's been released recently. Mason, did you have something to say? I'm pretty sure, correct me if I'm wrong here, Ford is the only logo or sponsor logo that has been on a Geelong Guernsey, correct? I think you're right, yeah. And secondly to that, I also think um, I've heard whispers that Geelong have a policy that um, they need to do as much local as they can. So, uh, within the Geelong region, whatever it is that they're doing, their first point of call is local, which I believe might be um, partly where their partnership with Cotton On has come from. Correct, yeah, which I love. Me too. I love that, that, that region specific. Yeah. Um, my next one, and I'm a little bit, you know, Australian, New Zealand specific, but Sydney Roosters and Steggles is <laughs> iconic. I, I haven't done it. I've done it again. I've pinched another one from him. That's all right. I've got plenty here. Keep going. Um, you know, Steggles being on the front and the back of, of the Roosters jerseys for so long. Um Iconic, right? And not only that, but this year they've got red roosters on red rooster on the shorts, which is perfect for the name <laughs> and the colour. <laughs> they've also got another logo, another uh, logo called Red Dawn. I'm not entirely sure what they do, but it's a big red R on the other side of the shorts. Just marries up so perfectly. <laughs> um, one little interesting tidbit, which people might not know, is they actually completely squashed the. St- Used to, it's not there anymore. They used to squash the Steggles logo on the lower back so that it fit in with the, uh, I think it's seven or eight centimetre high. So, they've disregarded their logo proportions and just squashed it, which us as designers hate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe there's a theory there that when they put it on, the um, the sublimated polyester stretches enough that oh, no, it's squashed vertically, isn't it? Not squashed horizontally. So (laughs) You are right because... You don't notice it as much for some reason. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a mistake when I saw it on a CAD or a, a, a template and then I looked into it and, yeah, they, they squashed it. So that was that's interesting. Um, and I won't talk forever as much as I'd love to with this caffeine coursing through my veins, but I'll give a few honourable mentions. What the Cowboys have done for the longevity and region-specific with Toyota, I know it's a Japanese company, but it's almost an adopted Aussie company you know, company with the way they've marketed, you know, in terms of farming and whatnot. And the Cowboys, I think, brand recognition. You see Cowboys, you think Toyota straight away. Absolutely. But not only that, 4X, um, you could probably extend that to the Maroons and, yep. and the you know, what Broncos sponsorship they've done before, synonymous with Queensland sport, right? So, they've done well. Uh, and even Bundy for the Cowboys, which mm-hmm. I think is is another one. Um Bundy and 4X colours work well with the, the, the Cowboys as well. So, one honourable mention. Um, the next one, a little bit more obscure, you guys might remember, but before they were um, back when they were Melbourne Heart, in yes. 2013 they had a red and white striped jersey in the A-League 
and Westpac was their main sponsor being a big red w. logo, big red W. They've just gone the big red W in between the stripes and from a distance you can hardly recognise it. So I think this is a good example of um, are they sacrificing a little bit for the aesthetic of the jersey? Are they getting the full bang out of their buck? Uh, it makes me wonder, would they be better off doing a black logo to try and stick out or, or you know, even going with the, the actual word mark text, um, which they did in previous years? So interesting one. Um, the Reds are also in a, a, big, a big W for their Westpac jersey this year. Um, but moving on, and it's probably not really to do with what we're talking about in terms of in- integration it probably should be a different topic but i've got a couple of iconic ones which i thought worked well um and i'll just brush over them quickly and nick being the the football guru you you might appreciate it and might even have your own input but liverpool and carlsberg um i think from (laughs) around 1992 to 2010 you know integrates well but is also incredibly iconic another good Uh, one for liverpool was candy back in the 80s everyone everyone remembers that yeah, yeah. Back when Liverpool were uh, were good, <laughs> they're good again now. But for a while they weren't. Um, <clears throat> took them, took them another one which, years. yeah, it did. So another one that probably not as aesthetically pleasing, but certainly iconic. I'd consider Newcastle United oh, and I was just uh, going to say that <laughs> Newcastle Brown Brown Ale. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think they were probably on the jersey for ten years or so. I reckon. Um, so that's certainly an iconic one. And then the last one which I'll bring up, and I, as I'm saying this, I'll share them in our Discord and obviously we'll be on our Instagram at one, at some point, but Fiorentina and Nintendo yeah. uh, was the last mm. one that I had, which in terms of world football, uh, incredibly iconic. So <laughs> that'll just about do me Another in terms of hogging the mic, Mason. couple from Italian <laughs> football were Pirelli from Inter and um, probably consider Opal from AC Milan as well. So yeah, yeah, cool. Sharp Man United, plenty there. Well, fortunately, yeah, there's still a fair bit there that um, that you didn't steal from me. Um, <laughs> I wanted to start start off actually with some bad ones because I think there might be some that you know m- maybe have have come come by that we've realised but not really fully digested. Uh, and I'd actually like to start with the Cadbury logo on the Wallabies jersey. So. I was doing some walking around yeah. today and uh, I noticed that um, so on, on the Wallabies jersey, the Cadbury logo is the Cadbury purple on that um, what is now decided as the official Wallabies gold colour. Um, and I really wondered why, uh, why they decided to go with the purple. I walked around Coles today and um, there's plenty of... Uh, Cadbury text in um, the white um, and also um, uh, what's the other colour that they use? I think like a foil colour as well. So I think, yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I, I don't think they've done themselves justice in, you know, in such an icon and a loved brand as the Wallabies or the Wallabies jersey and popping a purple script text on the front. I mean, to see Cadbury worked in perfectly, all you have to do is look at the Hobart Hurricanes kit. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar, <laughs> but they're obviously purple. Yeah. Mm. And they've got the white Cadbury logo uh, across the chest. So that's 
that's probably the flip side where it does work really well. And um, mm-hmm. with the Wallabies, you say, you know, in white and then in foil, purple's probably the best of those three to go on the gold because white you would sort of lose. White and yellow doesn't really ever pop. The foil again, silver and gold. So unless they're going to go black, it's almost, or, or the green. Oh, disagreement. But why would, I don't know, I, I would have nearly thought put a box on there. Like I would, yeah, you can put a box, but if they just want we the don't text. Like boxes around here. No. <laughs> we you don't discriminate like boxes, against mate. boxes, <laughs> mate. Don't Go back to where you come from. No. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad you raised that then, Kit, because another thing that I wanted to add in my list, which isn't a specific logo on a specific um, jersey, but it is major sponsors with boxes cutting off the designs. So you see it with St. George. You see it a lot with um, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, see it a lot with Melbourne Storm, although not as bad. The and Tigers at also, the moment. The Tigers, yeah. But then also there was a period of time, not my team, but the Gold Coast Titans, they had a period where they didn't actually have a um, sponsor. But... The V was already designed in a way that it was cut off in preparation for having a box sponsor on the front. I think what ended up happening was the Titans leased out their uh, or donated the front of their jersey for it might have been Ronald McDonald House. Um, But at the start of the season, they played without a major sponsor on the front. I think this is when Aquinas, uh, Aquius, the hotels came on board. Um, but yeah, the, the, the jerseys were released as a V design without the V actually finished. It was cut off. Uh, the Sydney Roosters heritage Jersey that they'll be wearing, uh, this weekend or next weekend, uh, same is it's a V design, but it's actually been flattened off at the point. Mate, uh, to, to your point about the, you know, the sponsor cutting the V off, uh, and back to the Bulldogs. The Bulldogs are the perfect example. They lost their sponsor and in the t- start of the 2020 season, they didn't have any anything on the front. Unfortunately, the way it was designed was to throw back to like the early 80s Bulldogs V. The long one. stopped before the point and just had, you know, sponsor logo beneath there. Mm-hmm. So if you're designing a, a jersey that's to be true to that, you're not going to make the jersey go to a point right. But when... You don't have a sponsor to go on the front. All of a sudden, it, it falls apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was an interesting one, which we copped a lot of flack for as well. Yeah, and then going with that same um, mode of thinking is the sash designs of Richmond and Essendon, and particularly Essendon with Amart. I think we've seen them play with a few different options um, over the past few years with Amart what you could imagine as the box exceeding both sides of the sash to then having these weird angles um, sitting in the sash. Uh, and, and I think the, the best options for that is having no box at all. We, we, we talk where we're box discriminatory here. Um, I think that's a perfect example when you don't have a box. I think Jeep looks the best um, on Richmond's Guernsey right? Yeah. Yeah, I did have that on my list of good ones, although I think they may have parted ways or maybe they're not major sponsors anymore. They might be minor sponsors on the shorts now. 
Um, one that I think does really well, and Nick, I know you're a fan of this, is the England Netball Roses. Um, they kind of had a bit of a refresh of their dresses in the last few years, and their major sponsor is Vitality, which I believe is like a fluoro pink color. Yeah. Um, the England Roses have a, a nice burgundy, warm red um, base uh, with plenty of different tones of that red throughout their throughout the dress design, and then complement that with nearly a foil gold um, color for their positioning and finishes around the dress. And so, uh, Vitality, their their major sponsor, also tapped in with that. So when we talk about tonal logos, um, that Vitality logo on there just made it pop a whole lot more. That's a great dress, isn't it? If we're going into netball, um, what are your thoughts on Chemist Warehouse and the <laughs> Magpies? <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up also on my list. Uh, so, yes, I think in the first few years, I think they may still be partners now with the Collingwood Mag- Magpies netball. Uh, but the first few years, yes, rather than having the traditional one logo going down the sides yeah. of the dresses, um, they had a repeated logo, and I'm going to say six or seven logos of Chemist Warehouse going down the sides of the dresses. It's nearly like Chemist Warehouse's brand guidelines said that you could not spin it, rotate the um, the logo on any yeah any degree other than on zero on the zero axis. So um, oh no, I just shook my phone and all of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> disappeared <laughs> oh shit okay i'm gonna have to play this by uh memory now some other ones that i had there and again not uh necessarily jerseys but ash barty and vegemite hmm. so that great brand campaign that um vegemite pushed out changing ash barty uh changing vegemite to barty mite uh, hmm. and um, carrying that brand recognition for a long time. Um, and also 4X going to 5X and 6X and 7X, I think, with the um, aligning with the Queensland Maroons State of Origin wins. I think they, they released some uh, limited edition 5X cans uh, when the Maroons went to five. That's brilliant. I didn't realise that. Yeah, that yeah, one's cool. Yep. Yep. Oh, I'm so devastated. I've lost all my notes. Uh, okay. Athletic Other ones Madrid. that I had. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so this was one of the main ones and I'm just going to pull up. I did have a link open for this one. So um, Atletico Madrid in, I think it was 2002. Uh, 03, 0203. I was going to um, guess three. Yeah. So. Yep. Signed uh, a partnership with Columbia Pictures. And part of that partnership, um, they ended up executing for all of their different games um, that they had a different movie as their major sponsor on the front of their jerseys. Um, So movies such as uh, Spider-Man 2, the amazing Spider-Man 2, I think, which was the... um, No, it would have been Tobey Maguire. Anyway, talking nerd culture there. which is uh, the the biggest one there where they actually redesigned the whole um, jersey around this Spider-Man 
um, advertising campaign and I'm just going to post a video in there for you of the jersey there. Another Um, good one was Hellboy. Yes, so they had Hellboy, Spanglish, Resident Evil 2, Peter Pan, SWAT. Oh, I forgot Peter Pan. Uh, triple, triple X, Bewitched, Hollywood Homicide, Spider-Man 2, as I mentioned, um, Hitch. Um, and as you can imagine, <clears throat> Nike reportedly couldn't, um, couldn't keep up with the demand for replica jerseys. <laughs> Are um, we saying this is enough. iconic or... No, I'm just, just saying this is poor, is poor sponsor integration. I'll see if I can find a few others for you and, Gee, and post horrible. them in here. Um, yeah, Tucky. I'm not going to have any luck doing this. Uh, some other ones that um, I did have on my notes was uh, you may remember a time where Kit, the North Melbourne Kangaroos signed a partnership with Orange, which was a telephone company that probably isn't in existence anymore. And part of that partnership, they actually uh, changed their colours to orange and white and donned a orange and white jersey, which uh, which did not, as you can imagine, go down well with the fans. No, not at all. And there was a bit of that going on at the time. And uh, I actually think three bought orange or turned into orange or it was a rebrand or something, just uh, as we were talking about three before. But uh, M&M's did it with Carlton as well around that time. They went uh, to a sky blue? Mm-hmm. They must have brought out a sky blue M&M or something, did they? Yeah. Um, and yeah. St. Saint, Saint Kilda also did the same thing. Um, they dropped the red and went with yellow as well. So they had a yellow design, which, again, did not go well with the fans. For pure milk, it was. Um, and the irony in that is that Dare, which is owned by same mob who make pure milk, is now back on the St Kilda jerseys. And furthermore, that yellow design has been brought back as a training jersey in recent years. So pretty cool. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, oh, there was one other, and I'm yeah, I'm gonna have to apologise because I. Do you know how to control Z your undo when you shake your phone, listeners? <laughs> let us know in the comments. <laughs> uh, who has iPhones? But another one is uh, the Western Bulldogs. At around that time, I think they did like an Origin Energy or some energy company uh, footy jumper as well. So, a bit of that going on in the late '90s when AFL clubs needed a bit of moolah. Yeah, and that's where I was going to um, circle around to was... Oh, sorry, I found them. Here they are, here they are. Um, but I'll just finish that train of thought. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, the 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 cheaper clubs or the baby clubs, you, you know, you'd never see a Collingwood doing that. Um, you'd never see a Geelong doing that. You'd never see a Broncos doing that as far as uh, shifting their colours for a sponsor. And I nearly think that... Um, yeah, it's just a shame, unfortunately, that, that yeah, that money, money talks. Money, money, money. <laughs> uh, the last sting. ones that I wanted to... Oh, hey, Kit, what's that, mate? Kit singing a new sting. Oh, new sting. Yeah, we'll put it in there somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Spotify album will be released later in the year. <laughs> you can listen to yourself the last all thing... over the place. 
the last thing that I wanted to raise with you guys, and I'm sure you remember it, is the Man of Steel partnership that um, South Sydney had between 2013 and 2017, and also the Melbourne Storm jumped on that bandwagon as well. Um, now, I think this all ties back to our our good friend uh, Russell Crowe, who was part of the Man of Steel movie um, featured in that as Jor-El. Um, but also part owner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So I tried to do a bit of deep diving and unfortunately didn't get anywhere with it and find anything. So if there are any listeners that do know more, please let us know. Uh, but yes, between 2013 and 2017, the South Sydney Rabbitohs had a Superman or Man of Steel featured jersey that they played in throughout uh, through rounds throughout the year, um, which jumped between the new modern S on the front and the uh, old school, more sharp, jagged S. And um, you can steal my thunder about the Marvel stuff here, Kit. Uh, no, I was just going to say also seen in the Big Bash uh, a couple of times that mm. Superman, oh, right. Man of Steel stuff was interesting. But uh, yeah, continue on about the, the Marvel Trend. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I wonder how Man of Steel is getting in with all of the, all of the different clubs. I really want to know what the thought is behind that. That's Uncle uh, Rusty, no doubt. Yeah, his friends in high places. Yeah. Sorry, just on the big bash, I'm remembering it now. It was Perth Scorchers versus Sydney Sixers, and it was when Batman versus Superman came out, and one of the teams had a Batman jersey slash headwear, and the other team had a a Superman one. So it was. Pretty cool slash fairly tacky. Love it. No, I love it. I love the tackiness of it. Uh, and the, yeah, so then circling back and, and finishing off home run is the Marvel and ISC partnership that I think went for two or three years. Again, too I long. Uh, th- too long, <laughs> probably a year or two too long. Uh, again, I tried to do some research into this, but obviously I'm not a journalist. I make pretty pictures and... Um, yeah, couldn't find anything that really detailed how the partnership formed or, you know, the thought behind it other than the promotion. But, um, yeah, I thought that there were some pretty cool uh, brand alignments there and some uncool in others. You wanted to dive into that, Nick? Yeah, another one that's had that Marvel connection was the South African Super Rugby teams. Um, so the Sharks, who are predominantly black jersey, had a Black Panther jersey. Um, the Bulls did Captain America and I think the other teams had a partnership as well. So they were they were cool. The Black Panther one was definitely the best. I've got some input on that. Um, when I worked at Classic and we did the Panthers, um, that always popped up in terms of trying to get the Panthers in a Black Panther jersey. We did some <laughs> concepts, but obviously it was a, a Marvel ISC aligned deal. Mm. Um, but another one that's interesting is the Gold Coast Titans have been sponsored by Village, Village Roadshows for a while um i know there's potentially <laughs> been raised leak? about <laughs> no there's nothing to leak unfortunately oh, no, no podcast that, exclusive <laughs> the idea of um you know there being an aquaman jersey for the titans or, or you know whether it's batman or probably wonder woman doesn't work too well on a you know men's team aquaman works fits. orange and blue that's their colors right <laughs> so um <laughs> hasn't happened yet will it happen not sure not sure but there's Probably an not. opportunity there there's a sniff and that's all that matters that's all that matters yeah 
Um, so yeah, uh, I, I did read somewhere that some of the clubs got to pick which, well, allegedly, according to the articles, some of the clubs got to pick which superheroes they went, they'd like to go with some, you know, made sense in some capacity. I think North Queensland Cowboys were Captain America at one point. Um, but then they were also Thor in another point. So, um, well, that's where it fell down, right? Is in the second or third year when the colors stopped lining up and they were bringing in Ant-Man and some of the lesser-known heroes. Um, I yep. think that's when, when it officially jumped the shark. Yep. The best one I thought was when the Canberra Raiders were the Hulk. The Hulk, yeah. And the, it, it, they kind of had the artwork where the shirt was, you know, the jersey was starting to rip off and you could see, you know, the abs, the you know, Hulk muscles all underneath in green, which are, you know, really effective, really, really, really well applied. Yeah, the Roosters in Captain America work pretty well with their colours um, as well, I thought. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think that just about does it for me. Yeah, from a sponsorship point of view. Long potty, boys. There we go. Yeah. Fellas, I think we've already, um, yeah, gone well over our quota. <laughs> we might leave the jersey review for this week, mate, and... Um, we can come back to it at another time. Yeah, I've got a, uh, a story that might take a, a little bit longer than usual this week, so um, we'll, we'll leave that for another time. Can we drop like a keyword and anyone who uh, anyone who references it to prove they've sat through this entire podcast, we send out some sort of prize back? Comment, Pineapple sure. Tim Tam. <laughs> Pineapple. <laughs> Pineapple Tim Tam. In the comments. <laughs> Anyone who writes Pineapple Tim Tam in one of our Instagram posts, we'll, we'll send you out something. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll get in touch with you. Uh, and I suppose on that note, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can via email. We have a Gmail account, fieldofdesignpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us at our great old Instagram page at fieldofdesignpodcast. Fellas, we did actually get some uh, comments this week on your great work, Nick. I'm just going to pull them up here as they've jumped away. Uh, so, this was from uh, Mount Wellington at um, on Instagram commenting on our uh, discussion around page. the, yeah, the mm. Warriors. So, uh, never been a fan of the DB Bitter colours being used in the jersey, but the fact is it's now part of our club DNA. Hopefully, the club continues to use this template forever and stop the diluting the club's identity with every color palette under the sun. So, I guess uh, slightly disagreeing with us as far as um, our love of the great variations of Warriors gear. Yeah, I think the the Warriors are young enough to have that variation and play around a bit and find their identity. And I think they probably have with the the blue, green, and red, but they are known as a club that has fun. Yeah, yeah. I th- I actually nearly think it is part of their DNA that you know they, they do are, play around. Yeah, they do have that that more looser um, belief. Maybe in in terms of design, but I I don't think anyone can argue that the color changes that they've had is good for a brand. No, but you look at that with the Panthers as well. I think yeah, when when um. You know, Gus Gould came around to the Panthers a few years ago and they did that rebrand. They were quite firm then at the time that they were going with teal and black. They were their colours. And then it was only a few years later that the the chocolate brown made its way back in for a while and now they've gone back to the licorice all sorts again. So, 
uh, you know. And they had that crazy teal and purple jersey with the hex. Oh, hex and orange too, that, I think there was. Was that there? in 04 ish when they were premiers that year? 03. I think it was 03 that won they the win. premiership. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, they won um, the season and- after the Roosters beat the Warriors. And um, yeah, so they were in that ugly, ugly or your words, not mine, ugly design then. Does anyone know, anyone want to take a guess at where they get the colours from in terms of the the current red, yellow and green? Uh, not Rastafarian? In no, I, 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 do, I do remember reading it. I'm just, if I had some time, I could probably find it stored in my brain, but why don't you just share it with us? Mm-hmm, okay, I will. So <laughs> when I get a new team, I try and buy like a book of their history and stuff and dig into it. So I've got the Panthers book somewhere and uh, they- New team? What? No, this is from when, was it classic? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's not, not <laughs> so an exclusive. I'm still, still digging for that. <laughs> no. no Field of sacked, design mate. exclusive. <laughs> I can't afford to get sacked after last week's Socceroos story. That right. No one listened got, to, but. Um, I've got a few. No, no. We've got a few people, um, you know, hit me up saying, can't believe that you've actually shared that. <laughs> you've won the lottery um, or something. You're not too. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, so the red and, and it's bizarre, the, the green and gold uh, to pay tribute to the colours of Australia, which is strange. And the okay. black was for a black panther, obviously, and the red was for the the red mouth of a panther. So oh, I think that someone just liked the Rastafarian colours more than anything. That's <laughs> yeah, the official line. That. The, um, I'll pass on that. Ix did a Bob Marley tribute jersey this year, a black jersey with the... Rasta colours. Looks great. But you would you would argue though that the licorice all sorts is what you identify with the Panthers. Yes, and they need to stick with that. And uh I, I read somewhere online that they're gonna they're planning on doing a brown and white jersey this year. Which I know a lot of fans love, but I hate those jerseys. I hate that colour scheme. I think it's worse than Hawthorns. Just you're confusing Black, we're in a good spot. Don't go back. Don't go back to that ex. <laughs> She's not good for you. <laughs> uh, all right. Any late news, fellas? Can we have a score update? Half time. And there are any lines are only just in front. Ooh. All right. I think we've lost Nick. Oh, no. <laughs> well, let's call it, eh? <laughs> let's wrap uh, it up. This- oh, he's back. Oh, he's back just in time to say goodbye. Almost got through a whole episode without one technical difficulty. <laughs> nearly, nearly. Do you want to say goodbye to everybody, Nick, and Casey cut out oh, again? Catch you later, everyone. Lovely to be here. <laughs> Happy Easter, everybody. Yeah. Uh, Eat many chocolates. Sometime. Go for a run afterwards. Yeah. Kit, you're coming down to training on Monday. Is training on Monday? Yeah, mate. It's public yeah, holiday. Yeah, yeah, we're training. I'll be there, I promise. Good man. I'll be. I'll be wearing this jersey, so there you go. Um, We're called the Eagles, and those are our colours, so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm leaving the Lions and going to the Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, really great to chat with you. Toodaloo, fellas. Have a good one. That was a Bond thing. (laughs) 